0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Action Ignited podcast, the podcast that help ignite your action and help you reach your goals and far more than just health and wellness. Today, we'll be going over the common mistakes to avoid when you're starting off a new fitness journey. We'll go over some tips and guidance to help you when you're starting out and maintaining your fitness journey. As always, we are your co-host, Jason Hogarth and Ism Hadahat. Join us on this conversation and let's see where it takes us. What's up, man? not much not much just chilling what's going on with you man chilling too uh we're finally getting uh good weather here it seems like it's like a full week of of 50s so that and and not having the sun go down like until after five has been a game
1: changer yeah man it's been it's been fun right now all the this is like what they call season down here so um basically like the snowbirds are still here there's a bunch of events going on like in the downtown Uh, areas where they'll shut down the streets and all that type of stuff so it's like a lot of different events to do this time of year um we did an art show a few weeks ago there was like a like a light parade festival thing going on down in our downtown area which was like insanely packed um for as far as like every two hours or something like that, or every half hour. I think it was, they kept like moving further out where they'd be just shutting down more and more streets. So it's been crazy. It's been crazy, but stuff to do. So can't complain.
0: Yeah. I feel that too. And and so listeners may know, but you and I have talked about a decent amount getting ready for like the 10 K and then it being somewhat marathon time here. So I just keep continuing to see people running also makes me feel like I'm in like a cool, inclusive club too. (laughs) So that's been, been it also Uh, did that on Saturday. So that was cool to, to run a little extra and and have the time to do it. Question. Since we're talking about it with the run
1: club, have you, Mm -hmm. you know how whoop has like the different groups you could sign up for? Do you have any like groups either with the people that you like train with or even, um, What's the other thing? Like they have like, I think like local ones, like state ones and stuff like that. Like, I think I'm in a, a Florida one.
0: You know like what's you good. You, like that? it's actually good. You uh, asked that cause I want to see if there's a running one. I actually forgot to even look if there is, but yeah, to, to answer your question, I've done a, I'm part of a football one. So when I was playing flag football consistently, I joined one and then we have one for the studio. And then I think there's also two more. One is, Uh Boston, something Boston and like men's twenty to forty or or something along the lines of that. So there there's a few, but I actually want to look if there's a running one because it'd be kind of cool to see like where's everybody's heart rates at when they're training and strain and all that good stuff when it well compared to running or when it comes to running. Yeah. I'm curious I'm curious where you'll like
1: rank in those groups too. Cause I feel like you jumping around and coaching all day and then like doing your own running and workouts, like I feel like your strain's gotta be the roof
0: on it it was crazy when i was doing the flag football stuff i keep track of it and i'd be like top five on some days between like all the running and sprinting and lifting and then just high strain from from uh you know even coaching too but right now i've been so focused in on you know managing it all so i'm not concerned about super high strains at the moment nice good stuff good stuff
1: all right man i think that gets us into our topic a little bit of um you know, I guess the first part that we're gonna go into are what are some of the the common mistakes to avoid when starting a fitness journey. Um, I know we talk about this from time to time, but it's it's just such a common question that keeps coming up from people that I feel like it's worth readdressing and diving in and getting some new perspective. Um so yeah, if you want to kick things off there.
0: Yeah, I think the first uh, common mistake is when it comes to weight loss and weight loss journey. The common mistake to do at first is think, hey, I have to lose as much weight as possible at this, like right away, immediately. There's no set timeline. It's like, I wanna see this happen as quick as possible. And then what typically tends to happen is not eating enough. So the along the lines of that, a lot of the times people aren't eating enough. And the hard thing for us to understand as human beings is you have to actually eat a little bit more to lose weight. So what I mean by that is, you know, it it almost makes logical sense to think, hey, if you cut out food, you'll lose weight. But if you're not matching the amount of food you should be eating to your amount of exercise or eating more than you're actually moving, there's just nothing happening there to help you lose weight. You want to make sure, you know, you're losing weight at a a good time, at a good speed, but then along the lines of it, you don't want to lose muscle along the way. Because then there's You call it in simple terms, uh, we've called it like skinny fat. When I say we, like the fitness industry and professional, we call it like skinny fat kind of tends to happen where we don't get to see this like lean body mass. It doesn't mean you're going to turn into a bodybuilder, but start to see a little extra fat show, muscle mass go down and the scale could be moving, but you want to see some type of lean body mass stay and or build at the same time. So um, I think to start off weight loss journey, super common thing is eat less to lose weight it's not a, a good, uh, kind of mindset to have to start. So kind of how I'm assuming we'll, we'll kind of just flow and see how this goes. We'll, we'll talk about some of the common mistakes and then we'll, we'll give the guidance along that either right after, or, or like right after we, we go a few, go over a few of
1: these. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, just in line with, with that side of things of like, just the common mistakes, it's. I feel like sometimes we we get worried about like extremes too. Like the one thing you mentioned there was like showing the lean body mass. Like after you you get to the point where you've lost enough weight, um, I think we've heard different times. It's like, well, I don't want to look like a bodybuilder at the end of this. And it's like, look, like let's start with like some reasonable expectations. Because one, like lifting will help you build out and burn more calories in general by adding the lean mu- muscle mass bodybuilders take years and years and years of like really strict dedication more strict than anyone that just wants to get in better health and better shape needs to be to get to the point that we- they are so like i feel like our minds sometimes go to these extremes of like if i lift if i eat all this protein like it's just going to be it's going to be too much i'm going to go too far and like it's going to take you a long time to get there before you would have any problem to go too far and i think the the small thing to remember Is even if you did go a little too far, it's very easy to add on, like add on a little more weight too. If you got too lean for your liking, like you just up your calories and you get to eat a little more and you get to splurge on some of those things uh, for a little bit until you go back to like a maintenance. But I think the biggest thing, and we talked about this a little bit before today, and I think the hardest part is. It's the maintaining after you actually lose, which okay. goes into the whole like making a sustainable change. I look at it as, you know, it's hard to lose weight. It's hard to stay committed and do that. The harder part is keeping it off once you've done it, because there's all these fads and things like that that we're we can go into that basically get you, you know, a quick fix, which can get you quick weight loss. But it's not sustainable weight loss because the second you go back to what you were doing before, if it's not something that's sustainable change, then you're just going to default to your regular patterns and that's also going to default you to your weight before you lost it all too.
0: Yeah, Jason and I tell our clients, you know, there's two things. One is like an analogy I want you guys to picture. It's the the empty water bottle. So you go on a quote unquote diet, it could be a little extreme and in general, you're just eating less. Empty water bottles, nothing there. When you go back into your normal lifestyle after you're filling up that water bottle, what happens? The water bottle is obviously heavier over time. So that's essentially what happens when we cut out food and we're doing something extreme, but then we go back to our lifestyle. So in, in Jason's point, things that we like to ask people to when when they start their fitness journey is like, hey, what's going well right now? Can you essentially track or journal what you're doing right now? So instead of completely doing a reset or completely starting something new where can we just improve from from there already is there anything we could implement rather than let's just take everything out and start you on something new because then it, it brings you to the state where you're not doing something that is working for you or sustainable and then you go back to your lifestyle before that instead of building habits you're lost and you may see the scale go back up so I guess we'll just go, that's that's a solution for it. It's like, find find what's sustainable for you. You may have to journal at first to see what you're already doing. But when it comes to food in general, you don't necessarily want to just cut out. You may need to do some journaling or tracking just to see like, what's your baseline? And then from there, what can you add on? Are you having enough activity? Are you having enough full meals? Because the other common thing that we see and we, we've had clients and friends and family tell us like, hey, I'm cutting out you know, this meal and that meal, I'm going to substitute it with like a meal replacement, and I'm going to have uh, one or two meals after and that's it. And it's like, okay, maybe it's okay, if you're getting close to your overall calories. But one, again, is it's sustainable for you. And two, you may be missing out on the vitamins and minerals you get from from foods in general. So those are some things you want to keep an eye on when it comes to nutrition in general, and just weight loss journey, in a sense.
1: Yeah, I think that's the big thing why um, there's the the pet peeve that that we talk about of um, you never call it a diet. You never call it a diet change because I feel like diet at this point is, it's very overused. And a lot of times you think of like all the different like fad diets that are out there when you say that word, um, you've always referred to it as making lifestyle changes because the goal is when you get to the end of your weight loss journey the only thing that you're changing it's not that you're reverting to some previous lifestyle it's now we're just adding you know five hundred calories or so give or take depending on how much of a deficit you were in back into your diet to where you're now maintaining if you're at your goal weight so that's the other thing we're looking at and like when we're talking about the um like the meal replacement examples and things like that, I think the main thing to keep in mind because I just had a, a conversation with uh a friend about this of they were having two shakes a day in place of like breakfast and lunch and then like still having dinner as a real meal. And I think the the slippery slope with that is can you do that for the rest of your life? And when you make us change, when you're going into a, a fitness journey, I think it should always be through that lens of if I'm going to do this, can I do this for the rest of my life? Because then it's a change you should make or it's a change you shouldn't. And I think most people would probably say, I'm not going to drink two protein shakes a day in place of my meals for the rest of my life. So let's find something else we can do to make sure we get our protein up to where we want it to be, but also get all those other good vitamins, minerals, nutrients in as well.
0: Yeah, I think what makes it, again, if if that's something an individual enjoys, there's ways to make it somewhat sustainable in a sense of maybe it's not as extreme as like, Hey, I'm only having this shake as a meal or, Hey, I'm only going to have this shake for this set period of time. It's like, how can you make it feel like a treat in a sense? How can you make it enjoyable? Are you putting fruits in it? Are you making it actually as a smoothie rather than just throwing protein in a shaker? Um, Some individuals like myself, on my high energy days, high activity days, I'm, I am supplementing a shake in there and that becomes sustainable for me because I just know my body needs more. So there's ways to do it where like a supplement, what it's really doing is aiding you for something you're not getting enough of. So if that's a point where, hey, I'm eating enough, it crosses the list. I'm not super hungry, but I need a little bit more protein. If we're just talking protein in general, then that's a perfect plug in there. But again, it's it's finding what works. So definitely take a step back. Hey, what's working right now? Where can I add on? And don't just think about, hey, I got to go this extreme route and just do this and completely leave out what I'm already doing there. And I think that kind of goes right into the detoxes, too. We've talked about them in the past. Um, A lot of the things that we've seen and and heard is, oh, I'm going to detox just because my body needs a cleanse. So we're talking about detoxes as a cleanse, at least right this moment. Um, There's beliefs that, hey, it's going to clear out my system. It's going to clear out my gut health. Yeah, that stuff works. Are you doing it in moderation? Are you doing it every few weeks or months? Is it something that fits your lifestyle? Or are you doing it thinking, hey, it's going to help me lose weight? Because nine out of 10 times, it's not a weight loss Um, assistance or guide or anything there, it can help you with a little bit more benefits there. But sometimes it could do more damage, similar to cutting out meals, not getting enough vitamins and minerals. That's definitely something that comes up. And sometimes these detoxes and cleanses have such a high acidity level, it's not good for your gut health. So that's something to be mindful of, too. Yeah, there was one thing in there that I want
1: to make sure that um, we go back to and kind of double click into as well is one, like looking at protein shakes, like they are a supplement, they aren't food. So that's like a big thing. I feel like sometimes like protein gets thrown out of the supplement category just because like protein being one of the the three macronutrients that, that we track. Um, that's one thing to remember. The other thing that it goes into mistakes is just supplementation in general. Don't rely on supplements to fix a bad diet because it just won't happen. If you're going out and you're spending, and honestly, supplements can be pretty pricey too. So you'll be adding some pain on the wallet to pick up a variety of different supplements. But if you're not focusing on your diet and your um, the food that you're actually eating, the real food that you're eating throughout the, the week, then the supplements aren't going to really do what you're hoping they'll do for you. So you can't rely on those like fat loss supplements and all these other things to just take over if you're not focusing on the diet piece of it. So you really do need to focus in on that. And supplements are there to do exactly what it says, supplement an already
0: healthy diet. I think that's the best way to put all of that. And again, it's it's a tool. It's not the end result or the thing that you have to do It's there to aid you and you know your wellness journey your fitness journey and and that's the the big part of that yeah I like it I like and love everything you just said for sure
1: any other mistakes that you want to make sure we go into I'm sure we'll hit on this topic another time too, but
0: anything else coming to mind for you right now yeah there's two things i'll i'll uh well when we're talking about working out in general. it's this idea of target fat loss comes up a bunch. Hey, how do I lose fat in this one area of my body? I just want to lose fat on my belly. Hey, I want to lose some fat around my legs. I want to lose some fat if, for the males out there underneath my chest uh, towards the my lower back on the back. these are all common things. how do I target weight loss that? And then in return, we start to think based off of hey, I'm really trying to target these areas. One, I need to sweat more in order to get results. And two, I need to feel super sore to get results. So those last two blend in with the target fat loss, I think, but I'll I'll touch upon them three and we'll expand on them. So first one, target fat loss doesn't necessarily happen. You lose fat holistically within your full body when you are strength training, when you are doing a mixture of different types of training. And most importantly, when you are focusing in on your nutrition, you'll see the, the fat physically go down and go away. So that's one excuse me so that that's a important thing to know and and just trust along the way you will absolutely lose fat in those stubborn areas but it's going to come as as a whole when you're doing the strength training when you're doing the resistance training in general when you're getting some cardio and heart rate elevated during workouts and we're actually resting and recovering so that's two talking about uh, effective workouts sweat doesn't equal results yes it's good to to get a sweat and you should look to do that. But a lot of times individuals think, hey, it wasn't a good workout unless I sweat my life away. Why it isn't is sometimes you may feel like, hey, I just burnt so many calories, I'm sweating so much, that was a great workout. You may have actually not lost that many calories. Sometimes it's, hey, are you lifting enough resistance in your session to get an afterburn effect after? The science shows that you can get some more or a longer afterburn effect after a efficient strength training session versus a HIIT workout or versus like a long cardio. Because you're, bur- you're building lean body mass and in return, you're going to burn more fat after your session versus a high intensity workout or just cardio in general. So you want to make sure you're efficiently doing enough resistance training and lifting enough weight doesn't mean you have to max out on any lifts at all but it just means lifting enough weight to get a longer afterburn effect after so that long story short with that one you do not need to sweat your life away in order to see results and burn fat and target fat loss and the last piece is soreness doesn't mean results because one thing about it for a second if we work out so in at such a high intensity level that one, we're sweating everywhere. We think it was good enough. But then two, a day and two days later, I'm so sore. It hurts to move like it. And I can't come back to the gym. If you can't go back to the gym, you're not going to get results. The uh, the idea and the goal should be, hey, how can I show up as many times consistently for a long period of time as I can? And in order to do that, you do not want to feel like you ran yourself to the ground and are sore, so sore to the point that you can't work out. So those are definitely some things that had to get, get brought up. I definitely used to be someone that
1: um, subscribed to the idea of if I didn't sweat, it wasn't a good workout. But um, you also kind of teetered on the the second part of basically what we're going to get into of uh, guidance on creating a structured wellness routine that fits, um, well, the question's my lifestyle, but for everyone, it's going to be a little bit unique. And that's the important thing to remember. It's not going to be one size fit all. Um, The first thing that comes to my mind when I think about this is start by just making one change at a time so you don't make it so overwhelming that it becomes unsustainable. The whole goal, and this is something I heard Simon Sinek say recently on some video I was watching on YouTube. It just popped up in like the play now, so I can't really cite my source on this one, but Simon Sinek said it. He stopped doing annual goals in the sense of I don't know where I, what I could get to on some arbitrary date, but I know if I make these lifestyle changes for myself, I will get there eventually. It could be three months. It could be three years, but I'm okay with that because I'm committed to it because this is who I am now. So it is what we talk about all the time of that art of becoming this type of person. So my recommendation, if you're not going into something like full coaching, just try to make like one small change at a time even with like the, what you're eating, what your diet is, you know, don't overhaul everything from the start. Start with the place of, you know, starting to journal or track your meals. So you understand where am I today? How much am I eating? Am I severely under eating? Am I severely overeating? Or am I right on track? Maybe I just need to tweak what macros that I'm doing to fit my goals. If you want to add more protein into your diet or whatever it is. So that'll give you a good idea, at least a baseline of where to start. And then from there, maybe you work on the rest of it, right? So now we're going to find that deficit that we need to be in. From there, you could start adding in the gym activities of I'm going to go three days a week and I'm going to do, you know, full body splits for those days and add that in. But just like make it bite size and sustainable to where you feel like I can stick with this change for the rest of my life. Because once you lose the weight, you get to where you want to be, you feel healthy, you want to maintain it. So you're not just in this never-ending cycle of lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, um, uh, to the point where maybe you just give up on losing because it won't stay off. So you want to make it sustainable to where you can just slowly creep those calories back up once you get where you want to be to find that maintenance level. And that way you don't have a hard time keeping it off once it's off, too.
0: Yeah, I think you gave the answer to this entire thing. If we're looking to avoid any of these common mistakes, it's one, like, what is your baseline to start with? I think that is so important and not looked like, looked at enough. One, as a as a trainee, so anybody who is just going into a fitness wellness journey, it's like, so it's so easy to just not look at where we already are and what's working and just dive into, okay, there's this new fad that's going on. There's this new thing that's trending. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to see results. It may work for some people, but it doesn't work for the majority because we don't even know what's already working and you're completely losing track of that. And then two, in this entire wellness and fitness industry, it's also not emphasized enough. We're like, where are you at right now? I'm going to meet you where you are at and we're going to go together through this journey and we're going to take you to what this plan B or what this finish line looks like for you right now so always start off where you are already and then where can you increase from there little by little it's the master showing up it's the how can you just get started it's it's just that and then from there everything will fall into place but to avoid all these mistakes where's your baseline where can you start and what can you build from there yeah
1: 100 uh, percent. honestly dude it's the the master showing up piece i've I've been feeling it recently, not so much in the the fitness realm, but just like something that I always want to do, but always fail to like fully commit to is read consistently. Like no matter what I do, I just can't do it for whatever reason. So what I've been doing is every night before bed, I just have like the book I'm reading there and I have no expectation, but I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to at least read some until like I feel tired before bed. And that was never really my thought process. It's like, oh, I got to get, I at least have to read for 30 minutes or I at least have to read 10 pages or whatever. And then it's like, I get there and it's like, ah, I don't have it in me to read 10 pages tonight. night. I'm pretty tired. But it's like, I could have got two pages closer to done and I probably would have learned something pretty cool, you know, and that's kind of how I've been looking at it. And that's what's been working for me now is taking that. I don't need to have such a set structure, especially to like those type of activities that it feels like a burden, but just that it feels more natural. And I think you said you did something um, similar with like your breath work and like you're meditating to where it used to be really structured to where it kind of like defeated the purpose of doing oh, yeah. it because you're trying to relax yourself, but you're stressing yourself out by forcing a set time. So like, that's kind of how I'm, I'm, Looking at even as we're talking about this structured wellness routine, like it it all time is into that, like there are going to be some things you're going to really need to push your self-discipline on, but the small things where you can try to make it as easy as possible. If you struggle making lunches, like know that you got a meal prep and taking an hour to do that on a Sunday is going to be a lot easier than trying to commit to it every morning before you go to work. So like, just choose your hard, bite the bullet right there, get it done for an hour. And then you still have what, um, 15 hours left in your Saturday or Sunday to enjoy your weekend. So it's really not taking much time away from what you would be doing anyway.
0: Yeah. Well said, man. I feel like that's a great place to to kind of wrap up there for this. All right, man. Perfect. Well, appreciate you guys
1: tuning in. Um, you know, navigating the start of a new fitness journey and establishing a a wellness routine that aligns with your lifestyle can be very challenging, but it's going to be an incredibly rewarding path once you do commit to it. If you take it in bite-sized chunks, if you need help or assistance, feel free to reach out to us. We're always here to help. You can reach us at Action Ignited on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube to answer any of your questions as you begin your journey. Um, And you can also reach us in the email in the description whichever you prefer. You feel free to reach us that way. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already, leave us a review. If you found this episode helpful and keep an eye out for more content, just like this, as we continue to push forward on a journey towards a healthier you, um, until we meet again, keep striving for progress over perfection. And as always stay ignited.